0: Now presenting this week's message. The zinger for me for the week um, was this verse, I mean, this phrase from uh, our study. Uh, what's that zinger? Give me that zinger. Just a zinger. All right, there it is. Zinger of the week. When you see God at work around you, your heart will leap within you and say, Thank you, Father, for letting me be involved where you are. Has that ever happened in your life? I mean, the, your heart just just leapt? You know, it's just like man. Uh, I I in my in my book, I just went, that's so true. Oh, right on the margin. So excited to 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 be used of God and to to see Him work. I was fascinated with Jesus. Uh well he's been working and and he deserves to our glory and uh I mean all the glory and, and our worship and our praise and uh our fascination. Matter of fact, uh I asked Siri, I said, Siri, what does fascinated mean? And then this is this is what she this is a screenshot of my phone. I'm getting pretty handy here. Listen to this. Draw irresistibly the attention and interest of someone draw irresistibly the attention and interest of someone. Jesus wants us to be fascinated with Him. And if we just simply surrender our lives and open our lives up to Him, He definitely will draw us into an experience like no other. It's the experience that we were created for. Well, He's been been doing this work for a long time. Matter of fact, if you'll open up your Bible in Luke chapter 24, it's a story after Jesus had been uh, crucified and and uh, he, he had been resu- re- resurrected. Uh, it's the road to Emmaus, the walk to Emmaus, and it's and it's here that you know their world, the disciples' world, had been turned upside down, and uh, just just couldn't figure it out. And so this is this is on that same day when Peter had gone and. And he saw that the, the tomb was empty. And, and let's pick it up with verse 13. That's up. If you don't have a Bible with you, uh, you can grab one in the seat uh, back. It's page 1047. 1047. Luke 24, verse 13. Now on the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. You know, just hit the pause button right there. It's like, he's just amazing. I mean, I, I, I can't figure him out. You know, it's like, here's these guys that had, had been with Jesus for three years, and, and uh, he just shows up on this road. They, they're not sure who it is. Verse 17, he asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you only, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened here in these days? So Jesus was just kind of like, What, what things? And they were going like, Come on, what are you doing? And, uh, and then they said, about Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. And the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped, but we had hoped that he was the one that was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find His body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who had said that He was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but Him they did not see. And Jesus said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart you are to believe that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter His glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said and all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he was going further, but they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread and he gave thanks and broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized Him and He disappeared from their sight. Verse 32. And they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while He talked with us on the road and opened Scriptures to us? They encountered the living Lord, the resurrected King, And, and he, I don't know how he did it, but you know, he kind of, he made it so that they didn't recognize him, but the whole time as the word was walking with them, the living word, and the word was being shared with them, hearing the word, so their hearts were just burning. They were fascinated. It's a slow burn. And that's what God is doing. And, and in and among us, he is creating that burn. Any of of you feel it? Any of you getting it? You know, this fascination with Jesus. It's not religion. It's relationship. It's a living Lord. And He wants to have practical, personal impact with each of us every single day. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You just for this reminder, even here in Scripture, how just being in Your presence is transforming. So Lord, we come here today not to not to just get some information but to encounter and experience you. Lord, thank you for your amazing love. Thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you that you are hope, you are peace, you are jo- you are life. I pray that you would open our eyes And that we would really recognize You and really encounter You and we would know just how much You love us. Lord, I pray for every individual here today. I know that we've come from uh, different experiences this week, but Lord, I pray that each one of us would come to know You better and then love You more as a result of encountering You be glorified, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so uh now I want you to to meet my friend Joe. My friend Joe, come on up here, Joe. And he's gonna hang out with me up here a little bit. <coughs> so what we were saying, what a beautiful name. And we look at this passage right here. I'm kind of yeah, I'm just kind of far from you. I'm sorry about that. All right. Um But I wanted Joe, I wanted to have an opportunity for you to meet Joe because uh, he's just, life is kind of a a living testimony of this. I'm fascinated with Joe because he's so fascinated with Jesus. Um, All right, so here goes. I've met Joe. You want to tell us your full name?
1: Uh, Yeah. My full name is Joseph Wayne Sittum.
0: I'm from Atlanta. And when did we meet? About four years ago. So this guy right here, I'm a chaplain at uh, Hope Industrial Systems, and uh, so yeah, it was about four and a half years ago, yeah. and I uh, see this big old guy, bearded guy, uh, that's working uh, back in productions and and Hope Industrial, and you know I do my thing over there, and you know I mess with Joe a little bit, and he messes back, you know, with me back and stuff like that, but. Anyway, we got to, got to know him, and uh, but pretty pretty soon, um, um, uh, so there's a lot of activities going on in his life. So let me let's look, know a little bit more about you. Uh, you married?
1: I am married. I, am, yeah. I have a, uh, a beautiful wife, Olivia, and a three year old daughter,
0: Tallulah. Tallulah. <laughs> Tallulah. She she had a beautiful dress on today. I dressed her. Yeah. You dressed her? I did you really? I did.
1: There's okay. a stain
0: on it. You didn't that. Okay, okay. All right, so, um, so, J- Joseph's known Jesus for a long time, you know, most of his life, and, you know, he's probably been like a whole bunch of us that, you know, there's religious stuff involved, and we're doing for God, and we don't, you know, fully understand God and all that stuff, but, and then we try to do, and we, we go our own way, and it's kind of a self led life, and, you know, bring Jesus into it. I'm telling on you a little bit, Joe. Is that right? Okay. So, but but here's the here's the fascination point right here. Um, Joe was he's sick. He was sick when I when I met him, and and all of a sudden uh, he had a bad liver, and uh, he he turned yellow. I mean, he was yellow. Um, and working and it's, it's, it's a long story. It's been going on for a long time, and and about uh, two. Two, two and a half years ago I mean you had a pretty good stand in the hospital, right?
1: Yeah. I was in the hospital for
0: two weeks. Okay. All right. So, you know, it was just it's been a battle. You know, and so obviously Joe is gonna be building his case against God, right? Like, come on, God, you know, why aren't you letting all this happen to me? You know, he's married, he's got a new baby, and uh, and he's sick. He's really, really sick. And then, this past November, what did you find out?
1: Um, I was diagnosed with uh, liver disease, which is a terminal. Yeah. Uh, they put me on an end-of-life um, cycle where I would have blood tests every two, well, probably twice a week, and uh, we would just see where I'm at. And I got put on the uh, transplant list
0: for a new brother. All right, can y'all hear that? You got to put on the transplant list, and so um, uh, you, you, you keep it right there. Um, so, so he's sick. He's still working, you know. But when you got that news last November, uh, were, did that stagger you a little bit? Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> it was it was a shock, and I was okay. I was angry and frustrated and didn't know where to turn for a minute there. So tell me about that drive home. I mean, your head spinning. It
1: was it was spinning, and and I I had to for the sake of safety just turn it off, just turn the music up loud, just kind of forget about it for uh, as long as I could, okay. and uh, and tried to continue that at
0: home. It didn't work out so well. I'm quiet, but. Okay. <laughs> So, what was your conversation with God? about how, how, What was going on? It was, it was
1: frustration. I'd seen a lot of uh, there had been a lot of positive results over the past year. Um, I'd seen my health going in the right direction, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of praise going on from my family and then from me, just to to feel like God was working in my body and, and you know healing me and uh to all of a sudden just have it gone was was shocking like had I turned the wrong direction you know what was what was going on
0: so what so, so tell me about how god how god uh expressed his himself and his love for you what how how have you been able to get through this
1: oh um That first night going to bed was just—it was a struggle to to think about anything else. And it was a struggle for me to pray to God and just to—I uh, think I wanted to be in control so badly and wanted to know what was going on. And I mean, you—you had pretty much been in control before, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we're in control. I, yeah, uh, I mean, I was always in control, right? Um. And so I just stopped and prayed and that's, it's just like, God, just make, do what you will with me. Just do what you want to do. And, you know, at whatever point you see to let me in on that, that's, (laughs) that's up to you. But, uh, um. Yeah, just have 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 it your way. And I, you know, I can't. I literally don't control this anymore. It's completely out of my hands.
0: So just have it your way. <laughs> and so you woke up the next morning, and, and this you, this terminal deal was the main thing on your mind, or not? Oh, it was gone. It was gone. It was. It was
1: unreal was. just just to wake up and have peace. And. It was it was incredible like it just didn't even cross my mind it was just God had taken it and said you know this is this is mine
0: yeah you and he, he would keep saying all this stuff I mean I'd be mean, kind of like come on give me some bad news you know I mean, it's, it's, and he's going God's good God's amazing and I'm going you're getting sicker you're getting sicker and he was turning more and more yellow and he's you know uh on this uh, waiting list. But the real reason I wanted him to be here is, is that what ultimately happened is in, on July, you know, they called up and they said, hey, go to the hospital. You know, he was on the transplant list. Uh, and so they said, come on in. And they gave him a transplant on July 16th. Yeah. Uh, they gave him a liver with hepatitis C. Do you know that? That's what they do these days. <laughs> they, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't get a The list is so long for, you know, liver transplants, then they say, well, we'll just give you one with hepatitis C, we can treat that. So his body his body, kind of is like freaking out, he gets the transplant, and then his body immediately absorbed the, the hepatitis. So now they're treating him, they're trying to keep him alive, trying to get his body to accept the new liver, but they're treating him for hepatitis C. And his body's kind of resistant, and he's in enormous, enormous pain. So I'm having this dialogue. I go down to the hospital. Where was it, Emory? Uh, Piedmont. Piedmont, Piedmont. I don't like going down there. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't mind going to the hospital just getting to there. But anyway, so we're down at the hospital, and he's in enormous pain. And so you're hollering and screaming at God, right? Uh, no. No? no the, yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Okay, so... Um, So he's in enormous pain, and he's in extended time in the hospital and all that. And so I will go up and I say, Joe, what is the most discouraging thing about this? And you said,
1: Uh, there was nothing. There there wasn't
0: anything. I mean, Joe, come on. You're in pain. You're... And it's, you're not discouraged.
1: No. Nah. The whole process from, from the time he just took the worry away was a process of teaching and learning and understanding that God has a purpose for everything that ev- and that everything in your life is, can be redeemed
0: through God all right so wow now he's not working right now because he's still got going to the doctor three times a week and and he probably won't go back to work till what february february okay till february so he's got a ways to go i mean he's, he's he's got a ways to go and so one of the things that we're going to do today is we're going to pray uh pray for joe um And you know, I ask him to to continue to pray for us because what what he has encountered is not just a false hope, it's not a religious, it's not a scripture, it's not a method, it's not a he's encountered an intimate relationship with God, the creator, the one that created his body. Pretty awesome. So So what is it? So give us a few last pointers as far as how has he revealed himself over you? What has he taught you about himself? Uh,
1: That he's the God of peace. That he's the God of of comfort. It's it's easy to say that and it's easy to hear that. Um, When you trust that or when he gives it to you, it's like nothing else it's just you just understand that that everything even outside of this you know and in here and on your way home and when you go home is all it all has purpose it all has meaning and God is um, has a desire for you to see him in everything and he's always just just wide open just giving you um, all sorts of wisdom and hope and peace and just
0: understanding in that is is so you didn't know fully i mean you just prayed you said god help basically yeah you know, that night and then and god knows god knows when our we're at that point just at our ropes in we're willing to surrender and he filled him up and and day by day he sees God is carrying you through this whole thing God of comfort so you know he is a living picture of my grace is sufficient for thee you know my grace is sufficient and in all things God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose Uh, that you know that he doesn't want us to be anxious, even even if we are told we have a terminal disease. That God is in control. That God loves us. He's a perfect Father, and He just wants to love His children. Good stuff, right? Let's pray for Let's pray for Joe, Father God. We just thank you so much for Joe. I thank you for the living testimony of his life. Um. Uh, he's not a perfect man. We're not perfect people, but you are perfect. You are a perfect father. And Lord, he has tasted and experienced your amazing love, your comfort, your peace that passes understanding because you are all of those things. Lord, we thank you uh, for Joe. And I pray that his life will be an encouragement for us to cast our cares for you to come to You, to truly trust You, to, to let go and let You be all that You want us to be. And then, Lord, to have that relationship. Now, we ask for Joe that You would just uh, continue just to empower him, strengthen him in his inner self, uh, to continue to uh, be a, a vessel through which You share Your hope, Your love, and Your joy and your grace. But, Lord, we just we pray for his recovery. We're just asking, you know, for... Uh, this liver to be good and uh, Lord for his body to be strong and and uh, Lord that he would be able for years and years and years to share the good news of Jesus Christ Lord we can, uh, again thank you for Joe and this time together in Jesus name Amen. Alright bro Thank you Alright <laughs> My friend Joe. Okay, all right. So now you're ready for the sermon? No, okay, not really. Okay, we do have a few slides here, uh, and I'm just kind of highlighting some of the stuff from this week. All right. Uh, this is what grabbed my grabbed my attention right here. Uh, God could accomplish more in six months through a people yielded to Him than we could do in sixty years without Him. Y'all, y'all agree with that? Uh, it's uh, yeah. God doesn't want us to do it. He doesn't want us to. He just simply wants us to have a relationship with him because he has a purpose. He has a plan. And he wants us to acknowledge that. You know, not us go out there and say, oh, we got all these plans. God, please bless my plans. No, no. And that's what he's teaching us through this. So, I mean, this really caught my attention because I really believe that um, there's a lot of yielded folks here. Joe's yielded. Uh, you, a lot of you guys, a lot of us, we're yielded. I mean, not just Christian, but like, I'm oh. yours, Lord. I'm yours. My plans are yours. I mean, your your plans, whatever, everything, I'm yours. Uh, that's a pretty awesome deal. And I think within six months that, uh, I think we're going to be seeing some powerful stuff over these next six months. Do you? Huh? All right, next one. Now here, uh, to know and do God's will, you must deny self and return to a God-centered life. So He's going, oh, I've, God's going. I'm working, I'm working. But He's, but but He comes behind that and He says, now if we're going to know and do God's will, it, it's not it's not us. Joe, Joe is it's Christ in him. He's living off Jesus string, Jesus juice. You know that's what he's living off of, not Joe's string. And, and this is this is what God is calling the church the church his bride back to is this god-centered life not self-centered we've seen how self-centered Christianity's messed a lot of stuff up right mm, it's Jesus so it's this whole process and once we you know we stumble 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 and God we go like Joe God just whatever okay uh, whatever I'm yours Next one. Understanding what God is about to do. Boy, this caught my attention. What God is about to do where I am is more important than telling God what I want to do for Him. Right? We're getting that, right? Alright, next one. Whatever. You need to know what God has on His agenda for your church, community, and nation at this time in history. That's that's a question that we need to be asking. and We're asking it. Y'all are asking that. Lord, what... What do you have on your agenda for our church, for our community, for our nation? You know the example that he gave in there was that it would have been foolish for uh, Abraham to go t- do a door-to- uh, uh, door-to-door campaign of, of, of evangelism. Uh, uh, you know, if, if in Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, a week after God had already said, "Well, I've got some plans," no. Pray this with me, okay? And you're going to give me some feedback. Matter of fact, on, you, on the back of your uh, card, your Connect card, there's a question. There's a question there. Some of you filled it out. I mean, if you see this, I mean, answer that. If you see something that only God can do. All right, next one. Okay, in your community... This this one really got me. In your community, some things are about to happen in the lives of others. God wants to intercept those people to bring about His purposes. We're seeing that, right? In our community, there were some things about to happen in the lives of others. That, that was true of you, Brandon, right? <laughs> God wants to intercept these people and bring about His purposes. Yay, God. And when we're attentive to Him and what He's doing, then we, He invites us to join Him in that. That's some good stuff right there, right? All right, um, now, and then the next one. And then it comes back, it comes back to that zinger. You know, our hearts burning, fascinated with Jesus, fascinated as we are with Jesus, not only with Him, but what He's doing. And we're just going, thank you for letting us be involved. Would you pray with me every day this coming week? Just say, just say thank Him in advance. Just go ahead and say, thank you that you're letting us be involved in what you're doing. Some of you may not feel involved, but that's called faith, right? We have faith when we thank Him in advance. And without faith, it is impossible to what? Yeah, all right. All right, so when this came up, I mean, I just went, yes, all right, the next one, I think we got a picture here. So uh, you see over there, I went, that's so true. You know, our hearts leap, our hearts burn. And then over here, he's talking about you know this was day three. The next one, the next one is he uh, says, okay, if God's going to do this, we got to we got to make an adjustment. And over here, I said I have adjusted. Now he still got more adjusting to do on me. Y'all know that I have adjusted, but I put, look at this, we have adjusted. We have adjusted. Boy, how encouraging! how how encouraging that is for me to to know that that God when He's ready to do something He reveals it to His people and He's revealing it to us. What adjustments do you need to make in order to, to allow the absolute peace of Christ to flood your soul? What adjustment do you need to make uh, in order for the power of Jesus to flow over you? What adjustment is He calling you to make this morning? He he wants you to experience His love. He wants you to have a peace that passes all understanding. He wants you to be able to look death in the face and say, you know what? I have peace. I have peace. I have hope because Jesus is hope I have joy because he is joy let's make those adjustments are you in let's pray Jesus thank you for just being so awesome thank you for uh, loving us thank you for um, just showing up just like you did with those guys on, on the road to Emmaus Lord just like you have in Joe's life so many lives thank you Now we just ask, Lord, that You would show us and help us to understand how we need to adjust our life. Maybe it's something that we're doing that's preventing You from fully uh, wrapping Your loving arms around us. Maybe it's some stinking thinking. Maybe it's a belief. Lord, just show us through Your presence and Your Spirit the adjustments that You would have us to make today. But Lord... Mostly, if there's someone here that doesn't know you in a, a personal, intimate way, then, Lord, they may know about you, but today, just like you did with those guys on the road, you'll just show up. You're here, and you may be knocking on somebody's heart, uh, their, their door of their heart, and you want him to let them to let you in. Lord, I pray they hear, and, and they respond. To you, that's the most beautiful adjustment. And for the rest, of the Lord, that we would continue to experience your power and your peace and your purpose each and every day as we come you. We make it up here in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts, We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.